Nick Delahanty, we made you watch Anonymous Rex, a movie about dinosaurs dressing up in trench coats, presumably to buy beer. Uh, we start and end every show by saying at least one nice thing about the topic. We call it the compliment sandwich. Uh, what is your major compliment for this movie? Uh, my major compliment is for the direction of the film. Whoever directed oh? this film. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. uh, I'm listening. What, what blew my mind about it was that with how straight of a face they made a 90-minute feature where the central conceit is they're all dinosaurs. Yeah. Yes. I And how closely they stuck to like playing it straight all the time yeah that like no this is a a real noir movie this is this is serious this is serious there is blood it is (laughs) it is dangerous yeah and i i and it which begs the question for me who's this movie for like (laughs) because the the concept seems like a young adult concept like it should be a for a book that you would get at the scholastic uh like reader program yeah dinosaur pi okay (laughs) exactly yes and then they were like yeah but so i feel like this is the the model that dc is using for all of their movies where you take (laughs) who is this for yeah like a a, a child concept but elevated to the weirdest most grotesque like darkest place yeah i mean i'm sure there are answers to this question i don't have them but I'm sure someone had it. Like, I'm sure there was a meeting where someone was like, I know exactly who this is for. I mean, I'm sure it's for me, actually, because I like gritty, dark crime movies with superheroes and dinosaurs. So I, I think <laughs> I'm their audience. <laughs> I, think it's, I think they made this specifically for me. Well, I can also say that this was made uh, trying to be a pilot so that they could make it into a show, and it did not get picked up. So Travesty. Uh, the answer is the network also didn't think it was for anybody. <laughs> it's not for Sci-Fi Channel. <laughs> it was so. It was like yeah. It was like gritty. It was like this raptor is not having fun at all in this movie. Nobody's having fun. You're a raptor. Have a good time. It's, it's yeah. dinosaur Chinatown. You is basically yeah. what. Yeah, Dinatown. No, Dino Town. Chris, you have a good next. What's your major compliment? For anonymous well, uh, one of the things that carried through from the book, because this is a movie adaptation of a book that we have read for this show, actually. Yeah. Um, but one of kind the things of. that carries through is the essential... Well, we kind of read it, yeah. No, no, but also this is kind of based on the prequel to the, the one of this name. Yeah. Fair. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, just fair. technicality. Uh, yeah, but uh, the dinosaurs stay true to some of their essential nature. So, like, Triceratops are a herd sort of uh dinosaur so when the triceratops guy meets another triceratops guy they They just they love hugs they They love hugs that was my compliment too (laughs) that was the only cute thing in this movie is like it's like gritty noir and they're like oh hey and they just like love their nature is to love to be together it's the guy from the jail and daniel baldwin who is secretly a triceratops is like do you want to have lunch maybe the three of us (laughs) yeah so cute uh yeah oh man now i have to dig and find another compliment for me but i loved that it was the only thing i loved i think yeah me too <laughs> um i'll go next let's see well I'll, i guess i'll stretch that a little bit i my compliment is for daniel baldwin for oh. looking okay. mostly like alec baldwin yeah and acting like uh somebody had heard of alec baldwin once He's- he is like literally the poor man's Alec Baldwin. Oh my he god, is. guys! I, I have a game for us later. Uh, I have the A list tentpole recasting of this movie, uh, and so I already have my whole lineup, and I want to hear all of yours. But yes, so obviously, Daniel with Billy Baldwin. I, 
<laughs> yes, uh, but obviously Alec will be uh, Ernie in you... the 2017 relaunch yes. of yes. this movie. Finally, I, I hadn't. Wa- I mean, I haven't watched Daniel in a lot of things, and he does. He looks like, like, oh, it's Alec Baldwin, but something is terribly wrong with him. <laughs> he something, looks like the yeah. plastic suit of Alec yeah, yeah, Baldwin. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. wearing an Alec Baldwin suit. It's a dinosaur. Like Ray Liotta like wore that suit around for a while and then like hung it up <laughs> the wrong way around yeah. and then propped it up using a fan. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I I still did like it. I, I don't know. I just it made me think of Alec a lot and that was kind of neat. And families are fun, right? How sometimes they look like each other. Sure. Yeah. Tell that to the cast of Wahlburgers. Oh, oh, why I would you him. bring that up right now? I don't know. Uh, Just brother <laughs> actors, you, get uh, out of here, <laughs> Tanya. When you finish shaming him, will you tell us your major compliment? Uh, it's um, gonna take a while. My sleeves rolled up. I'm ready to go shame. Um, I, I actually, this made me remember that I, I did not mind the book a lot of the time. <laughs> What about um, and it I think did you mind least? Did you like the premise? Did you like the girl who was pretending to be a dinosaur, pretending to be a human? Well, I think I, 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 I liked the I liked the premise. I think that Nick's compliment about the direction is actually spot on because the book has that same um that same lens of like there's nothing there's nothing winking or uh like isn't this wacky like there's none of that in in the book either yeah uh but i felt like the book's plot was a little bit more interesting sure a Um, lot more interesting yeah yeah whereas this this felt a little bit rubbery and and sad well it was trying to be a pilot so maybe they were hoping episode two would have that great plot that you had lying around (laughs) bring that in in the old plot bin (laughs) yeah i think (laughs) i thought yeah i think i just i i guess i i i appreciated the fact that this is a premise that you could see past in a way like that you could even like get on board beyond the initial like guess what guess what i no it's not what you think i mean i like almost any story about pis um and i like almost any story about dinosaurs i'm just not sure (laughs) the pieces you know i feel like we have two puzzle pieces that are both sky and they seem like they fit but they don't quite (laughs) Like the bulb is bigger on one of them. Yeah, That's yeah. How I felt. This is true. This is true. I. This is such a weird one because I like I. Uh, I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I don't like really any parts of any of it. But at the I same hate when time, we push you too much on a compliment, and we find out that the foundation was not as strong. The foundation is a little, a little. Well, this made me nostalgic for the book, which was a weird place to go. To. <laughs> I will say that that was a strange. It's that a, was strange. It's a weird Inception fever dream of this show, where you're starting to like actually prefer the other punishment that you did to yourself oh, yeah. two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird when I was like, oh, but the book, and remember that part that was exciting, and like, why isn't that here? And instead, we're just like <laughs> smelling necks and just, uh, uh, yeah. I, There's yeah, just the, stuff the that like, I was happy was way less it. gross in the book for some reason. Well, I just didn't realize how intimate it was. It turned, like, how often do you smell someone else's neck meat? Like, yeah. almost never. <laughs> almost and, never. Like a, and it was like bodyguards. It was just... It was big yeah. The bodyguard strangers. thing was weird. Yeah, big strangers, but it was unclear what kind of dinosaurs were under those big people. So. Honestly, as predators, I just feel like present your nape is like never going to be an evolutionary <laughs> choice. 
well, you're going to make. Remember, it's the neck beat of your suit. You know that we don't yeah. even know what direction the dinosaur is shoved into that. Oh. That could be his well, middle. Oh yeah, no. Oh, or case. Okay, so how about maybe a more genuine version of this? Is like mm, cooking with lots of herbs sounds delicious, and too bad it gets dinosaurs high. So there's like some sort of drug connotation. <laughs> Like that, that like walk thing he was making looked really yummy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of ginger. Mm. <laughs> Love ginger. I don't mean to like press the compliment until it falls over. That was an accident. <laughs> well, it was a wobbly compliment to begin with. <laughs> they used to walk. They used to swim. They used to fly with a toothy grin. Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast, mostly about bad books, movies, and TV. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, this week, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Jeez, Alex, you don't have to come on so strong. I could smell lilies and oranges from a mile away. How terrible for you. How terrible, you damn flirt. You know, it said that everyone had a totally unique uh, signature, but if it's all just like one fruit combined with one other food item, you're going to run out, right? Yeah, exactly. Unless there are indeed 20 dinosaurs. Well, right. I guess there are only 20 dinosaurs in this. Um, also joining us today, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Tanya Smith. A cow in a dark room, four inmates in a steel cell. That's just an appetizer. What? <laughs> Listen. Well, a cow in a dark room does sound, you know, if, if a pig in a blanket is a food. <laughs> it's just an easily spooked cow because it can't see you coming. What if, yeah. <laughs> no, so it's like a cow in a dark room is a like hamburger patty and a series of waffles constructed around it, it vaguely cube shaped. Well, oh, you're so picturing it as like a restaurant order. Yeah, like a pig in a blanket. Yeah. Or a cow in a dark room is like code for like a, a <laughs> no, I don't even want to do this. It's, I'm so sorry. Or like the cow is learning photography. Oh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> also, this week we have a very special guest. He's at Nick's funeral on Twitter in Chicago, Illinois. It's Nick Delahanty. I let my daughter choose peaches and cream as her f- personal scent when she was a prepubescent girl. <laughs> That's messed up. Not yo. to be super weird about it or anything. <laughs> Do you want to smell her neck meat? That's fine. No, you're not going out smelling like that. No, you, you get back in here and you put on a scent. You put on like, like old laundry hamper and, and meatloaf, damp cardboard, damp cardboard. You put on that dank basement right now. Listen, we all thought one twelve was going places, but that single was a one hit wonder. Mm. Got to move on. I don't know what that is. Deep cut from a Peaches and Cream fans. Yeah. Oh. oh. Band. No. no, that wasn't a band. <laughs> no, oh, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We've got to move on. I am woefully unprepared for this We've pop lost culture reference. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have you, Nick, because I otherwise would be the only one not on this. Oh, right. man. I'm your, I'm your lost at sea pop culture mate. This is episode number 357 of the show. We have now done as many episodes as the number of tracks on the full compendium version of The Cutting Edge 6566, the insanely what? complete bootleg of the Bob Dylan recordings from his trilogy of records, Bring It All, Back Home, Highway 61 Revisited, and Blonde on Blonde. That does seem insanely detailed in, like, too many tracks. It, inc- it includes every outtake and every song version recorded during that time in those three years. Oh, too many tracks, too many tracks. Yeah. Many tracks. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's available for just six hundred dollars. So oh, that's thank a low, goodness! At that price, I can't afford not to. <laughs> like, look, we have all this stuff no one wants to pay for because it's not good enough. What if we put it all on a record? Less than two dollars a song. It's not yeah. bad. Take that, iTunes. It's like a subprime loan on Bob Dylan. <laughs> Speaking of too much of a good thing, this week we're talking about Anonymous Rex. It's the 2004 film uh, TV movie, I guess, starring yeah. Daniel Baldwin, one of my top five favorite Baldwins. And um, <laughs> it was a backdoor pilot for Sci-Fi Channel. They did not pick it up, so it's just a 90-minute movie that went nowhere. It was sponsored by Jordana from Edmonton, who said this, I first saw this movie 10 years ago when it was one of the few English TV channels at a Mexican resort. Mm-hmm. Which there you is go. Like a real fancy way to watch this, right? <laughs> it also just makes everything seem slightly better when you're like, oh, so easy to understand, finally. <laughs> like, I'll, I'm willing to put up with their heads sometimes turning into dinosaur heads because they're at least speaking English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take what I can get. More Gracias. More recently, <laughs> Nice. Uh, more recently, I was laid off from a job and needed something to distract me, and so I went back to Rex, and it did the trick. It had both my boyfriend and I laughing and yelling at the computer screen. It's definitely one of those things that you put on a party and watch people try to figure out what's going on. Yes. It does have a good, like, we're at, like, an outdoor patio bar, and there's, like, a projection on the wall with no sound. Yeah. Watch this that way. Yeah. yeah, but so many of the scenes are people speaking vaguely meaningfully to each other and yeah. nothing else happening. It's a lot of two guys in a trench coat wandering around very cheap locations. Listen, I can spend hours trying to figure out if that's Alec Baldwin or not. So <laughs> this feels like right in my exactly wheelhouse. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, oh, man, that was so great. Uh, I want to just talk about Daniel Baldwin all day. Anyway, um, so Jordana finished. Uh, I found work again recently, which congratulations, and decided hey, that I could afford the, the sponsorship saddle. in order to share this great movie with the world. So <laughs> thank you, Jordana. I hope we're... Uh, we are definitely getting it out there. We've had a few people say they watched it in advance. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't want to encourage anyone to do anything that's illegal, but this is available on YouTube if you search for it correctly. So it's just out there. Someone else is doing an illegal thing. I don't feel wrong calling attention to it. Yeah. Only 6,000 views, so not a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, let's get those numbers up. Yeah, now 6,003. <laughs> Wait, Which one you, of us didn't yeah, watch it? One of us didn't. Or <laughs> Tanya and I watched already? it together. Oh, okay, fair oh, enough. Yeah. Touche. Good math. Uh, I also, I'm sorry, this just hit me, and I feel whatever, I want someone to note the time into the podcast that this is, that I just noticed that it just occurred to me that the name of the book this is adapted from mm-hmm. is Casual Rex, yeah, which is supposed to be casual sex. And so is Anonymous Sex. It's anonymous Oh, my sex. God. Okay, so yeah. now I, I missed both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's another one that's also a sex joke. Ah oh, man, it's like sexually transmitted diseases or something. Oof. Well, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like there couldn't possibly be any other way for Let's that title to go. Rex, baby, I was just going there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot more. Anyway, if you want to force us to watch a movie with you as if we're having fun at a party together, um, I want to wreck you up. Sexual <laughs> <laughs> <Rectual> healing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Any more? Last nah. call. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. But that's kind of oh. a joke within a joke. Yeah, it's got double. It'll be, oh, Rexy, you're yeah. so Rexy. Oh, anyway, oh, no. uh, if you want to force us to watch a movie as if we're at a fun party and you're only invited to listen through the wall, go to readdashweep.com and sign up on a mailing list, uh, on the mailing list, and we will have sponsorships available in a short while. 
Chris, it's yeah. time for you to tell everybody who missed this film when it was on television in 2004. Oh, boy. Um, please, could you summarize Anonymous Rex in the style of a Baldwin? Now, I want you to carefully consider your choice, but don't tell us which one you're doing. We'll try to figure it out by whether or not you're doing coke or having an acting career. I'm Danny Baldwin! <laughs> All right, you got me. Is that Billy? Yep, you got it. This is quite something. Yeah. Uh, good, no. good Baldwin impression. Hey, guys! What if, what if humans were dinosaurs? What, what, what if some dinosaurs look like humans is what I meant to say. Like, what if, instead of dying, dinosaurs pretended they were humans what if and lived in society? What if some humans, there were dinosaurs? Yes. What if one out of every 10,000 humans was actually a dinosaur in a holographic super suit? Could, could that maybe happen? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is basically what this movie is about. It's Anonymous Rex. We follow uh, uh, Vince, Vincent uh, Rubio. He's a PI in New York. And he and his partner, Ernie, uh, track, who's Daniel Baldwin, track down uh, basically normal PI stuff. So, like, cheating people and, uh, you know, shady people. But then, then they investigate this one guy who, uh, who maybe committed suicide, but he was the member of this group uh, that that was really trying to get it was a dino group and it was trying to get dinos to go back to their roots you know quit the lies quit the the brouhaha let's just be dinos and, and eat some humans and eat some meat and, and go all crazy and so they're investigating this stuff and they investigate the the cult and they're led by a, a sexy lady with a spherical haircut and it turns out oh, that like somebody her. who's yeah somebody who's close to this movement uh, wants to unleash, wants to basically brainwash dinosaurs uh, ba- back into being what we think of as dinosaurs. So, like, you know, predators and not wearing holographic human suits. <laughs> yeah. When I think of a dinosaur, mostly I think of them as not in a suit. That's yeah. That's my not... like, number one thing I picture. Exactly. And he wants to uh, to get these people, or these dinos, uh, back to being dinosaurs and take over humanity. So he wants to start by unleashing them on the Dino Council, which is some uh, wise, older dinosaurs led by Faye Dunaway and Isaac Hayes. And, oh, it, no and Vincent, well, you yeah, know. That was a real bummer when I realized that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? Uh, but they also make a mistake, these bad guys, because they kidnap Ernie's daughter. And Ernie's daughter uh, is, you know, she smells like peaches and cream. She smells like a really attractive uh, dinosaur. She smells like a teenage dream. Yeah, exactly. Like a California girl. (laughs) And and, uh, Vince and Ernie are trying really hard to get her back and in so doing foil their plan. Well, it turns out even she's not even a sexy dinosaur. (gasps) She is a human who's wearing dinosaur scent. And the way that dinosaurs tell each other is they just smell the back of each other's necks. And then suddenly get all the pheromones and, and stuff. And, and she had been smelling like synthetic. Yeah, synthetic uh, dino scent. So the PIs break up the plan to uh, unleash dinosaurs on the world. And in so doing, keep the secret of dinosaurs as humans a secret. Keep it alive for another day when they can decide That's whether right. or not to genocide us. Yes, they keep them anonymous Rex. <laughs> that was a very concise summary, Chris. Thanks, man. Uh, it just sort yeah. of flew by. Well, this movie sort of flew by. It was 90 it was, minutes and mostly bullshit. <laughs> uh, well, uh, so let's do this. Because it's about um, 
I guess, I mean, they're not actually terrible lizards, but it still seems appropriate. We're going to play the game Lizard of Bullshit Mountain. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sort of thinking that it should actually be called Lizard of Bullshit Rock, because a, a, a lizard doesn't want to climb a mountain, but it would like to be on top of a rock. Mm-hmm. Like a warm rock yeah. in the sun. Lizard of Bullshit Warm Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and then we don't have... Just huh. flows off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's never been a good name, Nick. It's just that it's getting worse. Listen, uh, this isn't about craft. We're turning into the skit, is what I'm... And also, there's that thing on the Daily Show where they say "bullshit mountain," even though we said it first. Oh, so I feel yeah. like we should. Like Which that. Daily Show? The Trevor Noah Daily Show. The good one. Oh, you're taking on you're taking on the throne. Yeah, <laughs> you're well, here. <laughs> well, we had a Daily Show writer on, and he was like, "Copyright," and I was like, "We said it first, but you're bigger." Yeah, it was sad. Come with the king, you best not miss. Yeah, we kind of missed. That's why I'm tur- I'm turning into the skid, and it's now called Lizard of Bullshit Warm Rock. <laughs> so the way this works. Uh, Tanya is our reigning uh, Lizard Bullshit Rock champion. She is the lizard. We're going to try to unseat her by asking her questions that she can't answer quickly, regardless of correctness. That's how it works. You just just have to answer confidently. It does not have to be correct, right? Right. I hope I don't lose my grip on this warm rock. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya, uh, famously very good at this game, does not want to be. (laughs) Um, All right, Tanya. So... Let's start here. Um, why would the dinosaurs do this? Which this? Why would the dinosaurs, instead of just continuing to be dinosaurs, why did they decide to hide inside people? Survival, Alex. They understood the hubris of uh, pre-modern man, and they knew that they had to adapt to stay in the game and this was their way of doing it. And also, there was that whole montage in the movie that told us about how they were able to do that. Yeah, it told us how, but not yeah. why. Yeah, I think everyone saw Man coming and was like, oh, this is going to be a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, but like, we don't want to like super die. So what if we just like kind of hang around in the background? Uh, Tanya. Yeah. Since they have the ability to create magnificent holographic suits that are 50 years ahead of anything that humans create why haven't they created anything else why is that the only piece of technology they've invented right they still have crappy jobs you (laughs) saw the good point (laughs) it's an excellent point you saw how conflicted they are internally their rulership their rulership their leadership structure is fucked so you know if you have a good idea guys playing mahjong you go to your local (laughs) council and they're like mahjong tiles and then (laughs) 75 other places have to get their council together to flip over some tiles and like gaze into the middle distance nothing's ever getting accomplished one of the big reasons that they haven't had a revolution but but the uh the one thing that is getting accomplished is the the leaders are always losing a dollar to three dollars to each other every night well yes. sure that that keeps it fun keeps it fresh <laughs> yeah uh so um <laughs> so just, about these holographic suits yeah Tanya. let's talk more about okay. that yeah, let's so there's a button on below like above the belly button that can turn them off well it could just be the belly button it's already the button sure it's the only button button on your body who's got the belly button debatable but also (laughs) alex has never found it (laughs) there's only one part of your body that is called button i'm not saying there's nothing that is button like (laughs) okay fair also that one some people have a button nose some might say button plus yeah (laughs) But it's a holographic suit that projects light that uh, becomes semi-solid, I guess, uh, that looks sure. like a human. Uh, uh, but models will vary, but yeah. We're about how 50 come, years out. How come it's that? bulletproof? 
It well, does appear that he got shot at the opening of the movie and would. was totally fine. And so it, I have a question to your question. Are you asking physically how is it bulletproof or why do they make them bulletproof? Ooh. The first. Why seems obvious. If you can make a bulletproof hologram, make a bulletproof hologram. <laughs> well, that's the reason they did the it. The why is to not why get would... shot by bullets. <laughs> but are you, you're assuming it's all holographic? Because they do make references to like, oh, this field, like the synthetics in this feel almost real. Like feels like yeah, actual so skin. I, I, so I, I think they... telling what yeah. was synthetic and what was holographic. Because like the touching of the skin is not... That's not yeah. a hologram, That's, but like they're... Yeah, so, but Tanya, yeah, you if, if the dinosaurs a... were to, let's say, have dinosaur sex while in hologram mode, okay, would they still be like in human form or would they be... I feel like you switched questions like really radically I did. Here. Okay. I did. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Nice. But would they, would they have to take the shape of dinosaurs anatomically... Or would they have to take the shape of humans in it? Well, I will, I will point out that there was a frustrating cut to Lily blooming for the sex scene between Cersei and Rubio. There mm. was. Yes, yes. Uh, so what you're saying is that question is unknowable? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Why don't you broke me? Oh, my grip on this warm rock is continuous. <laughs> Dinosaur <laughs> sex question. Before Down you do that, Nick, the uh, doldrums. that is because Chris is now the, the lizard of bullshit rock. And I feel like maybe Tanya lizard sort of gave up but anyway uh <laughs> well, chris- i feel like chris lizard just kept asking the question in more and more detailed ways and then adding in things like oh but also maybe you don't know chris lizard can be an <laughs> aggressive lizard uh nick go ahead and ask chris lizard a question question yeah is gabriel uh gabrielle gabrielle's boyfriend uh what crime did he commit trying to have sex with a dinosaur or a human as a human or a dinosaur trying to have sex with a human under what jurisdiction would he be prosecuted Clearly, Nick, that all dino crimes fall under the guise of the council uh, at at the Dragon Club, where they play mahjong and they release people without any punishment whatsoever for trying to genocide. Yeah, we've all thought about it. It's all fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I've been tempted. So <laughs> wait, so so the but the question I just want you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you to answer a little more of that. So, like, what is the crime? It falls under the council, but like. Are they cool with that? Is it a problem? How would is how it his fault? Problem? Did he can he can he go to the judge and say she never told me she wasn't a dinosaur? Can yeah, he can yeah. he claim ignorance? Well, or is I it think... his job to know? So there's the letter of the law, Nick, and there's the spirit <laughs> of the law. And the letter of the law says don't have sex with humans. And the spirit but... of the law is a hologram around that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that says it's a dinosaur in a human suit. <laughs> And it's really telling you that it's a dinosaur in a human suit. And she smells, smells like peaches and fucking cream. Yeah. And so I, I think that there's sort of a let you off with a warning situation that could happen there. So uh, continuing on this topic, Chris Lizard, if <laughs> it's all all of the questions will be dinosaur human sex questions. I mean, I am t- like I had very few questions written down, but now I have a lot. I think I resigned at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, hump that hot rock can that <laughs> advanced does that advanced suit allow for having sexual intercourse with a human not in a suit okay 
So you're asking two questions is, is what I'm hearing. The first question is, does it allow for a dinosaur to have sex while wearing the holographic suit? The second question is, could that in, indeed be sex with a human? So the first question is, obviously, yes. Because you see talons, you know, poke out of the suit and, and all kinds of stuff. So you would imagine that there is ingress and egress out of that holographic suit. For Wait, various, you're saying uh, his dinosaur dong would come out of the suit during that? Yes. Oh, Jesus. No, I meant does the suit have its own pieces? <laughs> well, you're saying that yeah. while he is with that human girl. Yep. Dino dong might explode out of that. Yes. Oh, I'm absolutely saying that. Oh, God. <laughs> Can I unseat you on principle? Nope. <laughs> okay. That's not how this works. The nope, truth I, is not always psychologically agreeable, yeah, the Alex. The truth Falcone. is not always convenient. If you come to, to the oracle, the oracle tells yes. you the truth. I asked the question I didn't want to know the answer to. <laughs> yeah. And so the answer is could could you the question could you have sex with a could that dinosaur in a human suit therefore have sex with a human? The answer is yes, but it might kill one or the other of them. Oh god. Well, what do you, how much do you know about dino dong? Well, I know that there's a clutch of eggs at the end of it. At the end of the dong? No, at the end of dinosaur sex. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is so gross. Oh, God, I'm so sorry to everybody listening to this. Wait, wait. I am um, not. <laughs> Look into we... the void of truth. <laughs> Nick, you've always been a little grosser than me. True, true, true. Willing to go there. Do we... Why don't okay here I have a I have a plot logistical question instead of a dong question. Yeah, Thank great. God. I know I know somewhere Ezra is heaving a sigh of disappointment and he doesn't understand why. <laughs> but we're just gonna have to go with it. You'd have to talk about some plot holes here. Yeah, why does why does Dino Dad okay flow Dino Dad? Yep, Ernie. Um, Ernie, why does Ernie let his daughter get with a guy that he knows is a dino? Why wouldn't he choose? Okay, yeah, just like, backing just up. So his daughter boy. is actually a human that he adopted. Um, and he has, you know, explained the secret of dinosaurs to her. She's cool with it, but she knows she's a human. She's covering up with this dino pheromone. But she kind of wants to be, yeah, she wants to be a Yeah, dinosaur. in her mind, she's a dino. She's a dino in her heart. Yeah, yeah, she's a dino in her heart. And so it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, when you're a dinosaur, all your friends are dinosaurs. All the people you know and trust are dinosaurs. So it has less to do with the fact that he's letting her be friends with and boyfriend girlfriend with a dinosaur and more like that's the only reasonable option because otherwise there's a human coming over to your house and you have to cover up all the you know like tarragon that you've got yeah cooking with but or also the dino code yeah there is... would be no conceivable way to hide spices in a modern home <laughs> i know so i can't crazy. think of a single way in, in such a way as like, to, what, to what are you gonna do build a rack <laughs> build a rack that you're gonna hold the jars of spices oh my god you're putting them in jars what are you crazy I'm gonna um, give, you know what, pause for a second, Tanya. I'm going to give Nick the steal for that. For <laughs> I'd give him the steal for that. Uh, yeah. Wait, but Nick, I have a... Fo- <laughs> but you have to follow up with Nick, who is the new lizard. Okay, I have to follow up with the new lizard. Excuse me, sir. I know your rock is very warm, but I have a question. <laughs> Approach, young child. <laughs> Out of the shady ferns, I come with this question. Um, what about going out to eat? Because dinosaurs have very like hallucinogenic reactions to many commonly used herbs. Yes. So you for go out no for breakfast, you get eggs benedict. Suddenly you're tripping on some hollandaise. Oh sure, um, see that's that's pretty easy. It's it's sort of taking a dinosaur out. It's kind of like taking a vegan out. They okay. have like special uh, designations. Um, just part annoying. of. Part of what the uh, the dinosaur culture is, because they infiltrate all the high levels of things, they actually have certain designations on FDA food labels that help uh, that help dinosaurs uh, pick out 
potentially hazardous foods. So dolphin safe is also dino safe. Right. That's really what's in like hydrogenized oil. Like that is basically a code word that lets you know that everything is safe for them. Couldn't they just have it say contains no herbs? No. See, because humans really like herbs. It's a real, it's a big important advertising buzzword for snack foods. So they really need to have that on there. Nick, I have a question for you. Nick Lizard. Shoot. Why is any of this happening? Well, <laughs> you see, what happens at a lot of Hollywood development meetings is they say, like, well, look, okay, so what was huge? Uh, we had Jurassic Park. That was huge. Okay, great. So we, we've got that. And then we have, uh, you know, like, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. We're like, that's huge. Okay, what do we do to make the next big movie? So they throw a dart at a board, and then you get dinosaurs, then you get noir movie, and then bam, you end up with... Uh, a couple of these things. Yeah. yeah, it could just be uh some, you know, coked up execs spinning a wheel. Or or here's what it is. Here's the the real like sinister like deeper level thing on this. There is a tiny population they've done research that like something like and I think that's where they they gave the secret wink and nod is that 1 in 10,000 people have a deep-seated dinosaur fetish. So this essentially is covert dinosaur porn for the one in 10,000 people who really dig that. So they were hoping to bank heavily on on that crowd. Yeah, like one out of every 100 people is going to buy 20 tickets to this movie. (laughs) I mean, whatever you want to say, it failed so hard. They have two books and a made-for-TV movie. I mean, I know, but the movie has like no, there's nothing lascivious about the movie at all. There's nothing like juicy. Oh, sometimes... Sometimes, just, yeah, you could also say the <laughs> thing about same thing about Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like just because uh, they did it poorly doesn't mean uh, touche, touche. All right, and with that, Nick is the winner. You are this week's wow. champion, Lizard of Bullshit Hot Rock. Also, I think there are more than two novels. No, there really? Uh, okay. Um, Eric Garcia could not be stopped. I hope there's more. I hope this guy oh, yeah, like yeah, has yeah, his yeah, own there's, Hardy Boys series of three <laughs> hot of and these. sweaty wrecks. Oh, oh, come on. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Adventures in Meatburg, where we profile people who donate to the show. Today, we'd like to welcome newest meat buddy, Sam Friedman from Anchorage, Alaska. This week, we've got a special segment called Sam Stats, where we tell you all the cool stuff we've learned about Alaskan Sam Friedman. Hey, that's not my voice. That's right. Like all Alaskan, Sam is tougher, handier, and cooler than you are. Hey! We've gathered all the facts about Sam that are publicly available. Come on, guys. This is kind of my thing. Without further ado, Sam stats. Sam could build an igloo in under 10 minutes, complete with running water and HVAC. Sam gets free money from the government, even though he's never asked for anything from anybody, but he keeps it. Sam kisses with his eyelashes. Fine, I want to play too. Sam learned to fly a bush plane when he was six without a teacher. Sam has never lost a snowball fight. Sam is friends with a grizzly bear. They lost touch over the last couple of years, but he still sends in a birthday card. Sam can survive temperatures as low as 20 below in shorts, but he wears long pants because he's self-conscious about his legs. Sam has a personal oil derrick, but he doesn't use it because he cares about the environment so much. Sam once jumped a gorge on a snow machine. There was no snow. Mosquitoes never bite Sam out of respect. Sam doesn't tell many people these stats because he's modest. This is starting to hurt my voice. Yeah, it's rough. 
then stop doing it. It's my thing. Yeah, you can have it back. Uh, I don't think we need this. Ugh. You know, I bet Sam can do a deep announcer voice as long as he wants. Wow, Sam is a pretty incredible person. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Quite. <laughs> it's not like we're all like <laughs> monsters. It's getting monstery as it's gone on. <laughs> Go to read-group.com slash meatberg now to become a meat buddy. Your small monthly donation helps keep the show floating down the track. Uh, I really don't like where this is headed. It really does hurt your voice to talk like this. Yes, it super does. <laughs> it's still pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, like Tony was turning and coughing during this. Meat buddies, 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 meat buddies. All right, uh, it's time now for a lightning bonus round. Lightning, lightning bonus, bonus round. round. Bonus round. Okay, so <laughs> first lightning bonus round. This is our mini game segment. The first thing I want to do is I want to play Nick's game, a list recast the the movie. So. Uh, Nick, you wanted to see everybody played by A-list celebrities as if, as if this was a tentpole dinosaur movie. Yes, I, I have I have some odd casting choices. Um, well, I, okay, I have some standards and then one risky sort of fun one. Okay, so obviously Alec Baldwin is Ernie. That one's easy. Uh, my my vote for uh, Rubio was going to be Sam Rockwell. Yeah, this yep. guy looks so much like Sam Rockwell. He really does feel like Literally he's doing a Sam Rockwell impression. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. But he's actually Sam Merlot. Um, well, he's so, a Sam? Well, he plays he plays a Merlot on True Blood, which oh, I only saw okay. some of, but still. Oh. That's like his thing he went on to do that was actually notable. Oh, oh. look at that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> this show is lousy with Sam's. Uh, <laughs> my casting for Circe is actually an actress doing her reprisal of a role from another movie, and it would be Julianne Moore from Big Lebowski. She oh, definitely, yeah. I thought, <laughs> I did wonder for a second if she was Julianne Moore. This movie <laughs> is like, it's entirely uh, lookalike casting. Yeah. He's, He's a good man and thorough. <laughs> I'd know more anywhere. And then for uh, Gabrielle, I can't say that name. Gabrielle? Gabrielle. All right. For Gabrielle, Gabby. I want to do uh, Anna Chalumsky, uh, who plays Amy from Veep. I think oh, that sure. she she would be the like sort of like oh let's have a breakout role for Amy now she's done doing HBO now she's yeah. in movies I was gonna go with Emma Stone but skinny like she was in Birdman where she mm, just mm. seems to be like helpless and a bit of a drug addict mm. yeah I I like to think that everybody in this movie was on drugs I'm pretty happy with that yeah although man I think for Ernie because like obviously the the Danny Baldwin becomes Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. but. I'd also really, really like sort of like a Ron Perlman type. Mm. Like, oh, sure, yeah. I can like see that. Change it not just to be the person they look the most like, but like I don't know who embodies the role. Right, he's got the vibe, the the PI vibe. You know, yeah, yeah. he's definitely got a bit of a PI vibe. Um, he also looks like it, like if you look at his face, there might be a dinosaur under a rubber face mask. Yeah, sure. I just a bad. Reason. It's just a bad uh, hologram. Yeah, but then you could also go D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yeah, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he kind of already did that in Men in Black when he was like, sugar. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, I love that role. <laughs> Listen, we can all sit around saying, sugar. <laughs> oh, he's, he's wearing an Egger suit. <laughs> Egger is going to hang off your balls. <laughs> yeah. I would love, like, Dame yeah, Helen Mirren fun. as, like, crab dude. <laughs> He got first billing in the credits. That was the first thing that you see as soon as the movie ends. Crab dude. Crab dude. In your smell, just like a crab in the sun. If we're making this a list, can we leave Faye Dunaway and Isaac Hayes in it? 
yes so, especially for his his turning momentarily back into a dinosaur when he gets angry like he goes <laughs> yeah but he just <laughs> not not any not any sort of special effect just sort of he's he's swords he gets grumpy for a second yeah that was it i don't know their very presence made me a little sad i would have preferred that like no name people were in those slots oh okay so in our four lines recast we're gonna put nobodies as the roles (laughs) that were good listen (laughs) i just i just feel like it says so much when you're like anonymous rex Uh, all right (laughs) (laughs) well you know it was probably what like two shooting days for isaac hayes he can he's got nothing better to do he can tough it out he likes craft services it's all good yeah there's a bus full of snacks it's not a bad life I don't, mm. I, I don't begrudge anybody shooting anything. Well, that's fine, too. <laughs> I'm just a stronger person okay. than you. Uh, well, hmm. neat. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we've come to this conclusion today. I'm just kidding. I was just going with it. Man, uh, have you read about the Baldwins recently? No. Not recently. I don't know. <laughs> Is not to tell me what, what's the update. <laughs> well, no, I'm not news. familiar with the Baldwins really. Um, I only vaguely knew that there were more than one, and I thought one of them was Bobby Baldwin, but it turns out that's not a Baldwin. No, that's a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Baldwin is a famous poker player, but he was not one of this family. Oh, okay. Uh, he won the World Series in like '78, I think. Um, but anyway, what's the hot goss. I just didn't know anything about them, and it's such a crazy family. It's so interesting. And, and like because Alec we know is like the one who can act but also who gets angry and yells racist things at waiters um, but like Daniel has had like some success and also some coke problems including one time where he was arrested Neat. for being on coke running naked through a hotel just yelling Baldwin which <laughs> 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 is what you want someone from that family to do is it? yes <laughs> I want if you are fucked up for you just to yell Baldwin a lot Oh, that cracks me up. Okay. I like the idea that it's not, you don't yell your family surname, you just yell Baldwin. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> who's yelled. you. Whenever it's I'm like me going on a drunken tear in a hotel room just yelling, Smith. <laughs> no, would, it's better if you yell Baldwin. You, we all yell Baldwin from now on. That's what we do in return. Oh, fair. <laughs> anyway, just, he's been arrested a few times. It's just a very exciting family to have them all. Be, and like he looks kind of a lot like Alec, but the other ones don't look like them. And I, what I think is Michael is the hot one. Right? Which one oh, was in Biodome? Billy. Which one was in Threesome? There's Adam Baldwin. There's Billy Baldwin. I don't think there's an Adam. What? <laughs> All right. You had to, you're the we need to have a new have game. I uh, just like know your Baldwin. So like, yeah. the Baldwin brothers, the acting brothers are Alec, Daniel, William, and Stephen. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Steven. Adam Baldwin is not a Baldwin brother, but he's Jane from Firefly. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Like my other Baldwin. There are other people named Baldwin. There's also like pianos. I'm, but the Baldwins from this family. Well, you can't get into inanimate Baldwins. That's a whole other show. <laughs> oh, there's Stephen Baldwin. He's the one from Biodome. Yeah, there's a Stephen. Uh, and they, yeah, it's kind of amazing that they're not all, like, they're not all great, but they've all got a bunch of stuff. Um, sure. I, I, you could, like, you could do a podcast just of movies with Baldwins in them. Dude. It would go around, be around for a while. Baldwin Fest 2016. <laughs> Happy Christmas, everyone. <laughs> yeah, That's we, like we the most Baldwin. genius idea. I totally just want to just, just, just Baldwin, the podcast. Just everything. You're talking about what the Baldwins are up to? <laughs> just every, like, just studying every movie, every, like, story of their life. That you sounds guys, amazing. I mean, Threesome is ridiculous. We should probably watch it for the podcast. And I it does have that. Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, we could start a new podcast called Baldwin. <laughs> 
<laughs> Exclamation point. Yeah. <laughs> We're all just high out of our minds the whole time. Against me. Uh, yes. Steven did some things, including Celebrity Big Brother 7. Um, well, you know. And he also directed Living It, a Christian-themed skateboarding DVD. What? That's pretty good. Oh, boy. Uh, and oh, and oh William boy. Baldwin was in Backdraft. And, uh, yeah. Uh, guys, you guys are you're cutting, in, you're cutting into my new podcast. All right, so let's leave all this Baldwin stuff for me. You guys uh, just do your other show, whatever William was in Gossip Girl. You get to watch a lot of decent stuff. Uh, Baldwin also played uh, baseball, according to this picture. Sure, why not? All right. Anyway, uh, the problems are fascinating. All right, we got to move on. Um, Question number, lightning bonus round. Yeah, lightning Lightning bonus round. That was so lightning fast. The word lightning is always sarcastic. Um, So I think we may have done this during the book, but I want to pick your scent. Oh, okay. Pheromones smell like, because it it seems like they're always two things. Because like one of them was like cigars and day old bagels or whatever, but they seem like they're usually two things. Yeah. Also, I call uh, the tailed bagels. By the way, mine is going to be the name of the same name as my fantasy football team, Ice Cream Party. It <laughs> smells like an ice cream party. So it smells like ice cream and a separate party, or it's no, like a just, party. No, it has to be two things. No, it smells like a children's ice cream party. That's one. But thing. then you it has have to. Be two to that's a, so you have an ice cream party and what else? What's ingredient number two? Cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> This said with some stank on it. Yeah, just so you know, Chris, this is the way this game works: is if you don't say your second ingredient fast enough, Tanya gets to say cat piss. Lightning bonus round. Yeah, fair enough. Lightning bonus round. Uh, uh, Nick, what's your smell? Uh, It would be, I think, uh, anal retentiveness and peanut butter. What does anal retentiveness smell like? Uh, Better than anal looseness. (laughs) Yeah, it smells very clean. Oh no! It smells like. Febreze, yes. yeah, like cleaning products, yeah, and cat piss, <laughs> cat piss. I mean, cat piss usually smells like Febreze and cat piss. As God, I am like transported to my first studio apartment, the one that yeah. actually smelled like cat piss and Febreze <laughs> and peanut butter. Oh God! You brought the peanut butter. I did, and the Febreze. Um, I. I really like Dale bagels. Actually, you know, ice cream smell is fine, but the key to smells at an ice cream parlor is freshly made waffle cones. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so I smell like I want to smell like freshly made waffle cones and cat piss. <laughs> Whoa! I'm not I, sure I understand the application of cat piss in your instance. Alex. <laughs> I just only had the one smell I could think of, and Dale oh. bagels. Okay, well, I want to smell like a campfire and sandalwood. Oh, is the sandalwood on fire? No. Are you burning the the sandalwood in the campfire? Yeah. Probably near. (laughs) Oh, you're going to put it out with some cat piss. There's just like some sandalwood nearby. (laughs) Whatever, fine. It's all cat piss. All right, and our our lightning bonus round. Uh, Our last last game, um, if you could be a dinosaur, which dinosaur would you be? So oh, we had some great uh, write-ins, some great write-ins. on I'm Facebook. Gonna, I'm going to read some of those here in a second, but first I want to hear you guys' answers. Or do you want to go last? Maybe I'll read them first. Well, I'll go first. Mm. I'll tell you my dinosaur. My dinosaur is the Ichthyosaurus. It is ah. Nevada's uh, state fossil because they found Woot. in northern Nevada, which I like. <laughs> also, uh, I want to look that like... Isn't that the a, dolphin-like one? Yeah, you look like a giant murder dolphin. 
And I love yeah. it. Yay, never not. Uh, I also like, my, my second choice would probably be Dimetrodon, um, because they're part dinosaur, part sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that about them. Alex, did you pick up on the Reno burn? There was a Reno burn. Well, uh, I can't oh, it was. oh, it was like, this is not Reno. When they were like, yeah, there was something was going on. They were like about drugs or I forgot it was like gambling or I forget. It it upset me. I was like blinded with rage. I was like, how <laughs> dare this low rent show? Yeah, this terrible show's shitting. Appropriately burn my home city. <laughs> you briefly turned into a dinosaur. That's how angry you were. Um, I, oh yeah. So you guys, uh, Nick and I both grew up in Reno. That's where we know each other from, and uh, that is where the Ichthyosaurus was nearby. Uh, also, Nick, have you listened to Pusha T's most recent record? Dark the who? Push, push up T's? Push a T? Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> there's a guest rap where the guy... Uh, I could use a push up t-shirt, though. Like, <laughs> I don't think Sometimes you feel droopy. Um, uh, Ableva has a, has a rhyme on there where he says that he must stay low-key, so he plays Reno, which I like. <laughs> uh, and then he also rhymes that with Casino and, and Sammy Dino. Anyway, just a fun thing I thought you might care about. Just seems I like, do no. care about it. Thank oh, you. No, bit. I do. Okay. <laughs> I was writing it down in my, my phone. Notes of things to look at. Push a T, because I like that record a lot. Um, all right, so that's uh, Northern Nevada Love. Who's got, a, um, who's got a dinosaur? What's the coolest dinosaur? Uh, my version is the, the dinosaur that spits in Newman's face in Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, that one. The one that That's looks all one. cute and adorable, and, and then it just has an umbrella attached to its face, and then spits like, yeah. Yeah. Acidy spit. Oh, that's a Dane Cook reference. I'm so sorry. Ooh, bringing it back. It was an accident. You loved that, don't you? Did... Turn your back on your Reno roots. I love <laughs> oh, my God. Time, you loved it in Reno. We're digging deep, y'all. Oh, man. Uh, I did a The sh- veil's gone. The veil's all the way pulled back. <laughs> shame round. Shame round. <laughs> All right, cool stuff. Sometimes hey, man, like it, something it, and then grow it's later. it's with the 2004 like nostalgia yeah. feel. We're doing theme thematic references. There's a time and a yeah. place, and really, a lot of people liked Dan Cook at one point. So, yeah. I was thinking of being an Allosaurus or whatever the one is with the long neck. Yeah, yeah, that they mistakenly called a Patasaurus. A Patasaurus. Oh yeah, because yeah, Bron- I know I didn't, I knew it wasn't Brontosaurus. An Allosaurus is like a slightly smaller T Rex. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, no, no. Potosaurus. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I like them. They seem innately friendly. They seem, friendly. <laughs> they seem like you that can is pet because they can pull their head down to your level so you can pet them and then go mm-hmm. back up and eat the top of a tree. Oh, sure, uh, they're basically you, you the uh, all my friends are dead dinosaur. Yeah, you just like look down into the eyes of children and then you're like back to the sky. <laughs> and that's pretty good. The name I was going to go with deceptive lizard because so he'll also lie the sh- lie to you. He'll lie right to your stupid face. Listen, sometimes being nice means lying. That's true. That is, oh, that's a good twist. Good. Dark truth. You're, uh, you're back. I'm a lizard of rock to me. All right. No, yeah. I've been unseated. <laughs> Even after the game happened, how's that possible? Tanya's the it champion It was again. warm on my belly. Oh, no. <laughs> Somebody took down my Pokemon gym. <laughs> We're all cold-blooded. <laughs> cold-blooded. Um, Chris, were you going to say yours? Oh, yeah. I'm an Ankylosaurus. I sweep the leg. Oh! Oh my God! All right, hold on. I need I need two seconds. This is unrelated, but you just totally brought this up for me. So this movie really reminded me of a movie that I saw at a film festival that I was at recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, I say it because the man who was re- at the film festival received an, a lifetime achievement award. He was the guy who uh, played the Cobra Kai dojo instructor in Karate Kid. Oh yeah! Wow. Uh, I think, hold on, what's his name is like, um, 
What the hell's his name? It's gonna Lifetime kill me. of achievement. Nick almost remembers his name. Hold on. I uh no. His name is <laughs> his name is a thing. Um It's not it's not, not the kid, it's the it's the instructor. Yeah. Uh oh, Martin Cove. Yeah, so Martin Cove was in this movie and it was it was exactly like the movie that I, he was in, it was a because this movie was a sort of Game of Thrones western where there was like zombie Game of Thrones western stuff, what? and this is the it would have shown western. perfectly. You said Game of Thrones western, <laughs> and I had a hard time picturing it, and then you just casually mentioned there were also zombies. Well, there are zombies in Game of Thrones. It's well, the same, sort of. They're really not there a lot. Ah. But I just want these two movies to show back to back as a double feature because uh, it was called Six Gun Savior. As an, oh, I'm just remembering, he looks it. awesome in that movie. Yeah, and uh, Eric Roberts is the devil, and he's he's a lot of fun. <laughs> Eric Roberts, wow! But I just and when you said sweep the leg, I my favorite part of the whole night was watching the woman vamp when she was describing his achievements. She's like, oh, my God, so many movies. He's been in so many movies. What, where do I even start? Uh, the Karate Kid. I've got so many movies. Um, uh, the Karate Kid Part 2. Uh, so <laughs> many movies. So many movies. I can't even describe them. The Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> it was, was she it killed me. Or accidentally a dick? She was trying to be serious oh, and actually you. vamp for him. Oh, and no. it was... But the crazy thing is that this movie would kill at a film festival. This is like on the on the low budget film festival circuit. This movie yeah, yeah. or this pilot would have shown top billing on something, which it's, is crazy. It's weird. No, it's just it's got some star power. It's oh, I mean, right, if yeah. you compare this yeah. against amateur stuff, this is these guys would be on the red carpet. These ones would be like, oh, he was in. He was an anonymous Rex. You should we should, we should go see that on Friday. Like <laughs> it's got one of the bald ones in it. I can't remember which one. Uh, awesome. All right. So, what dinosaur would you guys be? We put it out on Facebook and Twitter, and on the mailing list. Here's some some of my favorite answers. Um, uh, Jeremy says, "I wanted to say something clever, but honestly, I've talked about being a pterodactyl since I was in kindergarten." Yeah, Aww, I like props the, to you. That is so cute, and I like the idea all that your dreams, Chair Bear. Still t- Yes, exactly. I love that you're still talking about it. You're like, hey, this is another chance where I can write to somebody and tell them that I want to be a pterodactyl. Hey, the, like pterodact- the pterodactyl is the Dane Cook of dinosaurs, right? You have to outgrow that. You have to love it as a child and move on. It's that urge you get every time school is back in session. And you're like, this year I'm going to be someone completely... De- Never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sit in the front row. Uh, I'm going to have an accent. Uh, I'm going to go by my middle name. <laughs> No, no, call me Topher. <laughs> I'm going to part my hair on the other side. Oh, I did that one year. I moved it to the middle. <laughs> me too. It's real rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's since moved back. That was the year my, my, uh, my friend Tommy had to be cooler while we were at Wild Waters and went to a boy-girl dance. It was a good, oh, was a man. good, good little while. Oh, you learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly the part is back now. Um, <laughs> Helen says a stegosaurus because they look cool. But here's what I like, which is true. But she also posted, instead of a picture of a stegosaurus, a picture of a dog in a steg costume, which is way better. Yeah, mm, That's props. nice. No one thought of that as an option, is a, di- a dog in a dinosaur costume. <laughs> oh, no. Man, if you were... So wait, so if you were a dinosaur in a rubber human suit and you had a pet dog, would you put them in a cloth dinosaur costume? <laughs> I don't know. That's a little too close to home, you know? Uh, I mean, wait, the kid got to go as a dinosaur once for Halloween. <laughs> well, he got in trouble for it. He did do it. 
And that was a fun scene because he was this terrible CG dinosaur. And the parents were like, what are you even? Are you a lizard? Like, they just couldn't tell. Are you a <laughs> even? Yeah. Even the fictional characters couldn't tell yeah, exactly. with, with a terrible job the special effects department yeah, exactly. did. Like, it's, it's what Vinnie is this Rubio. supposed to be? Yeah. Uh, Robin, or Rabine, uh, is how I would pronounce it, uh, says, I'm probably a gigantoraptor, if I'm being honest. What? Uh-oh. Gigantoraptor. Yeah, this segment is going to involve some Googling. Gigantoraptor, the most gangly and awkward dinosaur. Oh, yeah, it's super long-limbed for no reason. It looks sort of like a Tyrannosaurus Rex and a chicken together. Yeah. It's more... Which, you granted, know, dinosaurs are so more related to birds yeah, than dinosaurs, modern lizards. Dinosaurs, yeah. as a, a friend of mine likes to say, are just really big chickens. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this one, it, it is T-Rex-shaped. Man, this is the one where I finally have seen... Like now, I see the 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 chicken connection in these animals, which you, I didn't. Someday know. you'll find it, the chicken connection. <laughs> the giganto raptor and me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan says a velociraptor, but not the chicken-sized ones that are real. The gigantic Jurassic Park-style raptor. Mm. Yeah, which I think we're actually modeled on a different raptor. Um, are there giant raptors? I thought. Well, I there, thought there are. There, there were groups. raptors that were like that size. That. Um, Actually, somebody linked to uh, a comedy bit that was about different dinosaurs. Yeah, and Dan Telfer, he, who I know. Yeah, he mentions the dinosaur that, like, when I was reading dino books as a kid, that was the one that I thought was really cool. And I forget the name right now. Because once velociraptors came, everybody's like, oh, you mean a velociraptor? And I was like, I guess. Well, what's fun about dinosaurs is that, like, we're wrong about half of them. Sure. Like, two-thirds of them, they're like, oh, wait, that's not his hip. That's another dinosaur's face. And then you start over... There was like a two years ago. There was like a dinosaur that we'd had for a long time, and everyone was like, "Oh, it turns out that's just the kid of a different, bigger dinosaur." And we were like, "We just saw the short one. We're like, whoa, it's a whole new animal." Yeah. No, we're dumb. Like if you went to a kindergarten and you were like, "Oh my god, a whole new species of people." <laughs> They're so much shorter than full than normal adults. Anyway, I always just imagine that like when we put together dinosaur skeletons, we're just wrong. Just like we, just put, we just put them together, right? We have just like no concept of what they actually look that like. That arm is upside down. Yeah, it's like yeah, we, we're guessing. There's some guesses. It'd be like doing a jigsaw puzzle without any pictures on the like where oh, everything yeah. just looks like sky, right? And there's no edges. Oh, <laughs> yeah, up. and when there's a gap based on what you think it's supposed to look like, you're like, oh well, the bone is just lost to time. But I'm sure that this was actually sure a second was, head. This was totally cartilage at one point, so you know we're good. And there's also, like, uh, there's that f- famous story of, like, two guys discovering dinosaur bones, like, they were competing with each other, so they would, like, dig next to each other and throw shit into each other's pits to try to confuse the other one. <laughs> uh Yeah, there's, anyway, some great dinosaur stories. Uh, a couple more. Um, Tim says, I'd probably be the coolest dinosaur, but barring that, an Ankylosaurus. Yeah, Ankylosaurus. Wait, what's the coolest dinosaur? I don't know, but Denver? it to be it. Coolosaur? No, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I- <laughs> got other stuff to do uh, uh yeah um so the ankylosaur is the one that looks like a pile of rocks with a rock. pile of rocks cool. with a club tail i yeah, will say a, i also like triceratops and stegosaurus is pretty pretty much a lot i think they're great i think they are great too They've and got a good I, vibe i maybe this is this is just a longing to be a kid again but i remember when there were only like six dinosaurs and they were great now there's so many more dinosaurs to keep track of word like it's such a weird type of nostalgia. <laughs> I liked it. 
I just wonder, like, how bad my elementary school education was. Like, the way that Pluto's not a planet anymore. I just wonder, like, what dinosaurs I grew up thinking were real dinosaurs yeah. don't yeah. exist. And I'm just, like, just dumb. Yeah, like, some kids going to be, I'm learned, like. Yeah, it was not true. And so, like, I, a third, they, a third they need to send know. updates. I need <laughs> updates about the stuff that I was just taught wrong. Like, like whatever where? happened to the remainder? You Somebody mean? explain to me where the remainder went. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not allowed to put R3 on things. <laughs> What's left over? Where'd it go? <laughs> Remainder. Who did, Who decided to teach kids that way? Just like, look, they can't really figure out division yet, so just, oh, it's got some extra left over. It just feels like someone... <laughs> you know what? Good enough. Good enough. Just put that back in the number bag. It's fine. It's fine. We'll use it later. Uh, also, uh, Nick, not this one, says uh, he'd be a Diplodocus just so I can find out the right pronunciation of it. I think Diplodocus is right. That's how I say it. Dipl- if, but if Diplodocus was a meat buddy, we'd pronounce it Diplodocus. Yeah. Diplodocus. 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 a major laser. Diplodocus is uh, it's a dinosaur made entirely out of uh, freeze-dried ice cream balls. Oh, dipping that it is. Dipple dinosaur of the future. Dinosaur of the future. Damn it, I missed it. <laughs> Chris came in first, next second, I came in third. Uh, uh, Antonio. I didn't even try. This yeah. is comedies like the Olympics. Like greatness and garbage are separated by two tenths of a second. <laughs> no one remembers my name. Uh, oh, welcome to Mouth Sounds. Antonio says Larry King. Hey, oh, zing. <laughs> On-air personality burn. I, <laughs> I think it's a good burn. That's why I put it in there, Antonio. Uh, and Ryan says, the one that casts off the shackles of the rubber suit and takes over the puny humans. All right. What Listen, they're, they're just raptor? not well managed. It's uh, Magneto, the dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. I just don't understand why they can't be like, they could like thousands of years ago been like, look, there's enough of us. We're pretty big. Let's just stay away from the humans and have our own area. Yeah, because that's gone great for everyone, even other humans who are like, hey, we're just going to stay away from you and have our own. Wait, no. Okay, but so I like fair point. No, really this is point. your reservation. This is your reservation. You can do whatever you want there. You can have your own dinosaur casinos and do whatever you like. We're never going to shrink the size of it ever, what ever, ever. Is, thousands of years ago, if you were a group of 30 foot tall killing machines, you could be like, no, dudes, leave us alone. That's what mm. that's what some of those other groups that have been oppressed by humans did not have, is they weren't forty foot tall chickens. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, but did you know, were you not paying attention to the art mural montage I where they tried. showed them stabbing dinosaurs in the face? Yeah. yeah, they did that a lot. Saint George was a meanie. But what about okay? First, well, right. Um, uh, what about the one that looks like a pile of rocks? You can't stab him. He's made of rocks. See, but point, he's so point. gentle. There's there's real tragedy in your future, Alex. Yeah. I don't know. You know, the other thing that I tried really hard to pay attention to, I actually watched twice, was his speech about his daughter, where he explains that he that he told her he killed her parents for no reason, and she thought that was very brave. Do you remember that? Yeah. She's like, you had to do it, Daddy. And then she blew out all her birthday candles. Yeah, what yeah the fuck because was that? she's a true cold-blooded at heart. She's Yeah, she needs that warm rock just as much as the rest of us. Why didn't he say something easier? Like, you know, your parents... Uh, died saving a, a burning building full of kittens. Yeah, why did they left say, because they didn't love you no anymore. Reason? Yeah, why did he have I to think, go that way? Well, he said no. He told her why, though. I, That's the thing. He didn't yeah. say like no reason. He said because dinosaurs. Because they are were a discovering secret. the secret of dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. 
man, that still seems like a hard way out. Also, it seems like those people were right, <laughs> which is rough for them. <laughs> they got too close to the truth. Everyone thought they were crazy hippies, and they were totally right. Man, if the crazy hippie theory was like, I believe that part of these people are actually dinosaurs, that would I, that would be tough. That'd be a tough theory to carry. That is a tough sell. Yeah, you'd have to make a lot of boards and present at conferences. And then <laughs> at some point, you'd be like, no, you know what? Chemtrails. It's just easier. Let's focus on chemtrails. Mm. I also yeah. like if once you find out dinosaurs are hiding inside people, what else is hiding? Are there like that plant is actually a duck? Who knows? Oh, that duck's actually a plant. It could be. Yeah. What if the plants have evolved uh, 40 years past our technology? Yeah. But they're, they're like, disguised as children. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to be turned into salad. So I'm going to pretend to be a children. Anyway, lightning bonus round. Um, lightning yep, bonus round. Thank you all who told us what dinosaurs should be. Keep telling us because every time someone tells me a new one, I learn about a dinosaur and I'm catching up on that education that's fallen apart. And if anybody wants to explain to Nick where the remainder went, he's at Nick's funeral on Twitter. Um, now it's time for the minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order, which means, Tanya, you're up first. What is your last nice thing you have to say about Anonymous Rex? Sure. Uh, in one scene, Cersei wore a velvet dress. And I was like, whoa, velvet. Good compliment. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That was so solid. Yeah. No, nice. velvet's coming back this fall, and I'm just like trying to mentally prepare for it. And this really helped me. <laughs> Yeah, she was like uh, 12 years too early, but... Well, I mean, it it had a time before. There's some Fashion is cyclical, Alex. Obviously. I guess I I just missed the part in 2004 where it came back and then left again. Well, we weren't friends yet, but trust me, I was wearing plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a sad time. Um, Continuing backwards, uh, me, right? Me. Uh, My minor compliment... so two, I'll do two mini miners. Um, first, uh, there was a tarragon gas in canisters, which they yeah. were going to use to get the dinosaurs at a nightclub high as balls. Um, I don't know how you make tarragon gas, but it seems like it'd be really useful in molecular gastronomy. Bernays. Yes. Um, and then my other mini miner compliment is, uh, so whenever, they, whenever someone was smelling uh, the, the human girl's neck meat and like getting all that peaches and cream in Ugh. their noses... Um, Whenever that was happening, they would cut to a scene of peaches falling into a bowl of cream. Yes. yes. And it was long. There was a lot of different angles. And so <laughs> I we saw that multiple times. I love yeah. the day. That was that lovingly shot. The people on this show spent a day tossing peach slices into a bowl of cream. And what a great shooting day that was. <laughs> yeah. And did you catch the part where uh, when she sprayed the pheromones directly in that guy's eyes and then it was too many peaches falling into the cream and like, they made a big splash? Yeah, like all the cream is everywhere. Because he yeah. could smell with his eyeballs. His eyes were burning from all the peach bit- bits. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, wouldn't it be fun to just spend a day on set where they're like, look, we have 200 peaches. I need you to cut these up, get rid of the pits. Here's 100 <laughs> bowls of cream. Get real close to that. That'd be a fun day. Uh, all right, uh, Christobel, what's your minor compliment? Oh, my minor compliment is actually also related to dinos and smelling. So what dinosaurs do, because they're only like one in 10,000 people, is they just assume that if they go to any organization, they just hang out for long enough that the air conditioning and air circulation is just going to pick up their pheromones and the one or two dinos that work there will come on by to help them out. And so, like, if they're at the DMV, they can just, like, hang out for a little while, and then somebody will come by and be like, hey, can I help you? I'll scoot you to a super special line. And, you know, that, that seems pretty good. Like, they have inns yeah, everywhere. Yeah, you're, you're VIP everywhere you go. 
yeah, as long as you're willing minutes. to wait like two to four minutes. Yeah, yeah. as long as the AC yeah. is working and you're near one of the, <laughs> you're near the. Yeah, which is most them. places. Yeah, that's most places. Well, yeah. Portland doesn't do AC. Have we talked about this? Oh, no. we definitely have. No AC that's a out bummer. here. It's so bummer. Yeah, it's not hot anymore, so we don't have to worry about it. But man, what a bunch of bullshit! Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry too. Anyway, great compliment. That is fun. It would be fun to be VIP everywhere. Tanya, minor compliment. I, I gave my. You were first. Was about, sorry, sorry. Ha, Nick, ha, ha. I fucked up. Nick, Nick, close us out. It's me. Uh, my minor compliment is also for the production team. Um, there is a scene, maybe twenty minutes in, with a claw wipe. Oh yeah, which is yeah. the first time I've ever seen that. And two things. One, I want to know the discussion that was going on in the like the editing bay when that was happening like one did they make the claw wipe because i've never seen that it's not a star it's not a you know like a corner to corner wipe it's not a circle wipe i want to know if somebody was like look man i got this in final cut and i like have to put this in it's been this is my one one this is the first time this is my or or if someone made it specifically for this show and then was like i want to use this all the time in the series every time like you know the batman like this will be this will be our transition stinger and he's like i just want to be there because for the fight i know there was a fight between like the studio heads and the the editors who were like look I want this, and he's like, "You can have one. You choose it one place." It was. It's like the. It's like the fuck in Breaking Bad. They got one a season, and I imagine that he was like, "We get you get one claw wipe." <laughs> or I also think it used to have a roar accompanying it, and that got cut. Yeah, like a beastmaster, like, like rar. I was like, "Pick your battles, man. Pick your battles." <laughs> Is this the hill you want to die on? You're not going to work anymore in this industry because of this claw wipe. <laughs> And he was so confident he was a genius. He was like, no, when they see the claw wipe, my phone will be ringing off the hook. They're going to know they're going to get it. This is my one chance. Never worked again. Sad story, actually. Actually, no. He went on to uh, edit Turner and Hooch and Deep or Double Impact with uh, two Jean-Claude Van Damme's. Did oh, you look man. that up? Oh, Double Before? Van Damme. Yeah, Ma- you just Mark Conte. Yeah, the, the the editorial department. Yeah, I wanted to know the man who did well, now, this. Well, I'm interested in editing. Like, I wanted for Double Impact. Or look, Double Impact was before t- Anonymous Look, Rats. sometimes you got to pay your dues with Turner and Hooch and Double Jean-Claude, and then you get to do the claw wipe, right? you gotta, you got you to gotta earn your spot. He was on Turner and Hooch like, guys, I have this idea. Dinosaur claw. <laughs> it's a dog wipe, okay? It wags its tail across the screen. <laughs> And then the Jean-Claude Van Damme was like a double bicep uh, wipe. Yeah, the bicep, he flexes, <laughs> and the bicep takes over the whole screen, and then it's over. That is it for our show, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for hanging out. We'll be back again next week. Uh, so this is part of Dinosaurs and Detectives Month. That's what it is. September is Dinosaurs and Detectives Month here on Read and Weave. And you might be thinking, well, surely they must be done. Because there's only one movie about dinosaurs and detectives. Oh, no. Next week, we're going to be back. We're talking about the 2010 Sherlock Holmes movie that features a T-Rex. I believe Sherlock fights the T-Rex. I'm not entirely sure. Um, this is sponsored by superfan Anna Chandler, who... Whoa. Uh, did finally correct us that it's not pronounced Chandler, but I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, she said we could, but uh, she said she said it was cute. Anyway, Anna Chandler dedicated this to her BFF, her buff, 
uh, Jessica Humphrey. So this is to you, Jessica. This was your choice and not Anna's. Um, uh, but Anna says about it, it's absurd but terrible in kind of a delightfully cheesy way. Uh, it's not a mind-numbing torture porn sort of a thing. So you'll probably like it. It's Sherlock Holmes oh. and a T-Rex. Hey, uh, I would like it more if it was a Sherlock Holmes and a Diplodocus, but uh, T-Rex is pretty good. Yeah, you get what you get. We'll have more discussion. So keep sending us thoughts about dinosaurs, favorite dinosaurs. You could also tell us your favorite detectives. Mm. Um, I'd also like to hear Batman. Yeah. Period. Yeah. World's greatest. Period. He's the goat. Um, I like your use of goat, but I'm curious about calling him a detective. I feel like he's the world's greatest detective. That's his whole deal. Is he? I thought he like yeah. Oh. He, he has multiple his... deals, but that's one of his deals. His new he's deal. The world's is... greatest. Dete- his no, new his deal. World's greatest. Wor- world's greatest detective. Batman v Superman. His deal is just shooting people for no reason. World's greatest. <laughs> detective. <laughs> Alright, well we've solved that. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, thanks to Anna for sponsoring that. Of course, uh, thank you so much uh, to Jordana from Edmonton for sponsoring this. Sorry, Jordana. I wrote it down at the top of the paper and had to scroll back up. But thank you so much. I'm so glad yeah. you were able to go yeah, to Mexican Resort and watch this on English TV and discover it so you could share it with all of us. And how funny that you would watch this because we, we did do the book a while back. If you guys haven't heard our episode about that I didn't know that I'd watched it till a while in. Well, I didn't. Wait, I didn't remember. I'm on the uh, the the dinosaur oh, you did podcast. The book? Oh. I did yeah, the book. I was, like, I was almost positive that oh, was shit. you. Yeah. So you didn't yeah. watch it before, but you'd read the book. You fr- we'd read. We I did the book with you guys, and yeah. I I was like, why is this so eerily familiar? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> did I just have this in my brain? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, this is why we uh, we brought you here was because you were on that before. Yeah, check it out. I wonder how close my sense are between the two games. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder how consistent I'm I am. Not very, because I definitely remember the last one did not involve Tanya yelling cat piss. I would remember that. So all Damn. our senses are different. Listen, I've gotten edgier. <laughs> you totally have, too. Anyway, so check that. Yeah, episode 277 uh, was the book version of this. Um so check that out as well and thank you for our sponsors also a huge shout out to Sam from yeah Anchorage. thanks Sam Friedman thanks, Sam uh, yeah dude Sam Friedman um, Sam uh, said that, the, that his his meat buddy status was partially a, a thank you for our great work because he loves the show but also partially an apology for making us read The Chosen uh, which oh, is that boy. one about people getting their arms cut off and stuff yeah that was that was for real. Yeah. Not too long ago. It was back in May, episode number 340, uh, with uh, Ezra and Amanda Leinbach. And, uh, yeah, that was gross. I didn't care for that one. Wasn't great. Anyway, thank you so much for becoming a meat buddy, Sam. You do all that cool stuff because you're from Alaska. You are forgiven. Yeah. The hell of forgiven, even though Nick wasn't even there. All is forgiven. If you want to become a meat buddy and apologize for something you've done to us or to anybody else, go to readdishweek.com slash meatbuddies. Even just a dollar a month. Huge help to us. Keeps the ship floating down the tracks. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. At the Tanya Best. Oodly boodly. Oodly boodly. And at Nick's funeral. Goodbye forever. It's been, <laughs> it's been good talking to you. Uh, it's been good to have you back. It's been a minute. No, I miss you, dude. Uh, lady. Do you have something else you want to uh, promote at the moment? You're, ah, you were sh- just in a, a pilot festival, weren't you? Yes. Uh, so uh, I helped make a television pilot called uh, Win the Internet, 
And uh, so I have some good news. I guess uh, I will say this. I will pitch that uh, we are we got into the Chicago Comedy Film Festival this year. Uh, we're going to do nice. our... Um, hold on. I, I need a second to actually look this up because I don't know the dates offhand. I didn't know I was going to get to say a cool thing. Um, oh. Two seconds. I know. I'm sorry. Um, Claw wipe. that's funny yeah uh, so the pilot that we made uh, I helped write and I act in it Um, it's called Win the Internet and it got into the Chicago Comedy Film Festival which is happening November 10th through the 13th this year Um, it's gonna show I think on the Ooh, I don't even know if I can say this yet. I don't care. I'm going to say it. Nobody cares. Uh, the I, I think we are headlining the opening night party. Um, so we're going to be the last thing that's shown. It's it's going to be at Second City and at the new Harold Ramis Film School. And it should be crazy. So we're super excited. to. It'll be the first time it'll ever be publicly shown in Chicago. So um, we're super excited. Dude, to- that's, so, that's so cool. Nice. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're happy to see it uh, finally happy to show people after three years of making it i think yeah. no one has seen it man tv is so much harder you, podcasting tough, is really the way to go because you just do it oh god out. you just oh, i'm so jealous well in, and also look for nick's new podcast baldwin gosh Come. i sure hope i get invited to be on baldwin well, I, be, I mean baldwin i want to be on baldwin <laughs> too that seems fun all right uh thanks again nick we'll thanks see. everybody we'll talk to you all next week goodbye bye guys <laughs> <laughs> Something for me, baby. You gotta bring me something, girl.